Welcome to the Jill Monaco Show. I'm your host, Jill. Each week, I hope to bring you a message that inspires, encourages, or challenges you to go after and live a life you love. Join me and my friends as we explore what it means to love God, love ourselves, and love others. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Here we go. Welcome back to the Jill Monaco Show. Have you ever wondered why you have certain preferences and gifts? I mean, God made you with a purpose, right? But what if you feel like you're not living in your purpose? Do you sometimes feel like you're going about life because it's what you've always done, but deep inside, your divinely creative side is dying? So how do you break through all of that to live a life you truly love? If you turned in to episode number 47 with Jenny Randall, the mastermind behind all things creative, then you'll love today's conversation with my friend and Enneagram coach, Sue Moore. Through a holistic approach, certified life and business coach, Sue assists and inspires people in developing effective, custom-fit plans that she says provide proven personal and financial success. She helps creatives and entrepreneurs who have a difficult time sorting through the real demands of details, which become barriers in life. This discovery process enables them to spend more time doing what they love to do most, which is create. Aren't you interested in learning her secrets? Yeah, me too. Sue is an award-winning scriptwriter, communicator, coach consultant, licensed minister, and creative storyteller. She founded InnerVision in 2003, a consulting firm that assists in bringing about transformation in people's lives and careers through life, business, Enneagram coaching, and consulting. The title of her upcoming devotional is Breaking Through from the Inside Out. This is a collection of 365 daily life devotionals, paralleling God's Word with what's happening in our own lives and in the world today. Our stories go through so many highs and lows, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, and the awesome. And we tend to hold on to pieces of stuff that comes with the bad and ugly along the way until one day we wake up filled to the brim with all this stuff and no room for us to grow or even exist. It not only constipates our physical body, but also our mind and spiritual life. We just were not created to create alone. So all that great information comes from Sue, and I'm so excited for you to hear how she uses the Enneagram to help people break through and find God's plan for their lives. So let's tune in and talk with Sue. Hey, Sue, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks so much. How are you today? I'm doing great. I'm so glad that you can come on here and, and share in the series with coaches. I'm super excited about it. Great, Jill. Thanks so much for having me. I love everything coaching. I know it. Me too. Um, well, you know, what's interesting is, you know, I've we've been friends for a while and kind of where uh -huh. you're in-person friends, then Facebook friends, and you get to see how lives have changed. But just for the listeners, we know each other from when I was back, you know, working um, for the seed company, raising money for Bible translation and working in the music industry. And that's uh -huh. what the industry you were in as well. So where do we meet again, probably? We probably met at the CMS 
uh, the Christian Music Summit in Seattle, Washington. We loved working with indie artists. So my husband and I did the indie track. Mm-hmm. And we would sit down with them, do live coaching, um, motivational, take some ways that they could take their business to the next level and really dig in and see where the barriers were in their life. It was so fun and so exciting. That's great. Are you still doing any of that? I do a lot of that. Mainly 80% of my clients are still creatives. Mm-hmm. Well, I work with everybody from musicians to sculptors to authors to entrepreneurs, anyone that has a creative vein in their body. I'm able to really be able to see and have a gift for being able to dig in so much more through the creatives. Yeah. And just for the listener's sake, um, your whole family is creative. Now, your daughters used to be in a band. Yes. Yes. They were in a band called Everlife. They were with Hollywood Records and out on the um, tour with Miley Cyrus and the Cheetah Girls and that whole group of Disney people. Yeah. And what a great time. What a, a great seven years. They were together 15 years. So they have a bunch of albums out. And my youngest, Julia, has continued on. My oldest gave me some grandbabies. Yeah. And the middle child is a very successful fitness instructor, has her own business. They still all are very creative, but Julia stayed in the vein of music. So yeah, just so the listeners know, when you say you work with creatives, like not only you work with them, you raised them. (laughs) That is correct. (laughs) So you get it. From womb on up. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) Well, one of the um, things we were going to talk about today is the Enneagram and how to really find breakthrough. So let's first start about um, breakthrough. So one I have noticed is one of the most popular blog posts that I ever wrote and that Mm -hmm. still gets lots of hits is how do I get a breakthrough? So I think this is a pretty hot topic. Why do you think that is? Well, think about this. My tagline for my business is called breaking through from the inside out. Mm -hmm. I really believe that God put so early. See, so many people think we were in the womb ourselves and swimming around (laughs) and having a grand old time. Well, I really think that we were in there with the Lord And he was speaking to our inner vision that he was saying, this is the plans that I have for you and the plans to prosper you. And I believe that then is when it all started. Mm. And we've forgotten that. Mm. Along the years, life happens, world happens, barriers, problems. And that inner vision and those barriers come into place. And we have a hard time. It's almost like there is a film. And we can't see clearly through it. So the breakthrough is is hard to do. We can kind of see it. We can see through that film. and We can see the stuff on the other side, but there's still things that are blocking our view. So yeah. that's what I really love about coaching is being able to break through, get rid of that film and really walk in to that inner vision that God spoke to us so early on. Yeah. And it's really important that we continue to press through so that we can get our breakthrough. And I know you have some thoughts about that. Why don't you share? Well, this is where the Enneagram came into place in my coaching, because there's that old adage, you know, the who, what, where, when, why, and how of our 
whole being. Mm -hmm. And the Enneagram clearly describes why we think, feel, and behave in different ways. And it really deals with our core fears and our core desires. And when we recognize those things, there is really power that can help happen in self-discovery and help us to break through from the inside out. You know, it's so funny because people said, well, Sue, how about breaking through from the outside in? I said, well, that that happens all the time. I mean, social media and every other thing that causes so much noise in our life, being able to break through from the inside out helps us to transform those self-limited behaviors that we've learned. Yeah. It is such a cool thing, Jill. Yeah. I mean, even in my coaching practice, um, we're very familiar with what's in our frontal lobe of our brain. And we know uh-huh. the actions we have, but we don't always know why we think why we do, why we feel the way we do. Um, uh-huh. But based on our emotions and our thoughts, we come up with beliefs and we put meaning to events. Like if we have a really a big emotional response to an event, all those uh-huh. things are like, I imagine like a big soup pot. And then we're living a certain life because of all those elements. And we may not know why, because the subconscious right. is trying to take care of us to help us avoid pain. So when I'm thinking of a breakthrough that someone needs, and I think it's a hot topic because everyone wants more in life, they always feel restricted Mm -hmm. in some way, and they're not aware of why, that things like the Enneagram or other tools, once you really discover your original design, then you're like, oh, you can start identifying why you have thoughts and beliefs Mm -hmm. and meaning to all this stuff. And you can start pulling it apart and going, yeah, I want to rewrite that. That's not actually the truth, like what you said, limiting beliefs. So um, I love coaching. I could talk about it instead of interviewing you because I love talking about coaching. (laughs) But let me flip this back, (laughs) back to you. Um, So the one, I'm familiar with so many different kinds of assessments, but the Enneagram is one I really don't know a lot about. So pretend that the audience is like me. We don't really know anything about it. Help us understand what it is and why you're passionate about it. Okay, well... Let's go all the way back to what it is. What is the Enneagram? Okay. Well, Ennea means nine and gram means diagram. Okay. And, you know, you had talked about the particular path that we have. I tend to think of that as a blueprint. Okay. And if you really think about blueprints, especially whenever you're doing a custom house, that all blueprints are different. So to be able to find your way around through life, the Enneagram takes you through the blueprint of your life and brings like a GPS, literally a positioning system to help Mm -hmm. you maneuver through with self-discovery and be able to take personal growth. And what's so cool about this is it's based on nine distinct personality types. I actually like to call them ego structures. Okay. Because, and if I, you go deeper because everything that I've done and will continue to do is on a faith-based avenue. Mm -hmm. I think that especially just with the creative part that Jesus took 12 dudes on the biggest tour in earth. And he taught us how to be able to do that. And creatives can find and follow that path so distinctly through God's word. So when I look at the Enneagram, I personally tend to take each one of those nine personalities and take it apart with the fruit of the spirit Hmm. that there is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, 
faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And each one of us have a distinct desire and a strength for one of those fruits to be dominant in our life. Hmm. Of course, we all have access to all of them. But there's just one that ends up being dominant that we end up running after. For example, I'm a seven on the Enneagram. That's called the entertaining optimist. Okay. I'm always, the grass is greener on the other side. I can create something out of what God's created, stick five things in front of me, media, and I'll create something beautiful out of it. My biggest thing with the um, fruit of the spirit is I am always looking for joy. It is the desire of my heart, not only for me to experience it, but also for everyone else to experience it. So when you break it down that way, the Enneagram shows you why you do the things you do, why you behave the way that you do, why you feel the way that you do. And it's very, very interesting that it was prepared with nine. Yeah. I love that. That is cool. And mm-hmm. the when did it, like, who created it and when did it start? You know, that is an age-old question. Really? And from, yes, from my um, research, it's been around for a very long time. Huh. But it came probably mostly into, uh, in 1977, um, Richard Rohr had brought that into uh, our frontal lobes, our existence, as we want to say, and everybody started going, whoa, whoa, what is that all about? And it was really, really exciting how he took this on a faith-based avenue and it all started coming to fruition. Well, you know, I've only recently heard about the Enneagram. So why Mm -hmm. do you think it's all of a sudden like started being more popular and people are talking about it more? Well, you would hit the nail right on the head because breakthrough is something that everybody wants and needs. And of course, listen, everybody's looking for the next best thing. But what I found in the Enneagram that this is something solid. It's not done on a, on a, a, your environmental. It's not because of your parents. It literally is. I truly believe how God created each of us. Mm. He made us so unique. Now, listen, there are nine different ways. There's wings and there's a whole bunch of stuff that we can get into. Mm. But all in all, if we add everything together, there's about 27 different distinct personalities that come from this. So the Enneagram on the surface is, and even if anybody just went and just did surface, it will help them in their life, in their careers, in their family, and dealing with friends and other individuals. It'll help them understand why people are the way they are. But we can dig deeper, and I do with many clients, that we dig deeper into their one personality and we start breaking that apart too. Interesting. Now, you had mentioned wings, and I've heard all that, that there's more, and that's what makes it more than just nine, because you might be a seven mm-hmm. with a wing of a different number, and that that's what makes everybody so unique. Like, not every seven is the same. That's correct. See, I know yes, something. and we're all a different... <laughs> yes, you do. And of course, me and you, we're going to do this. I'm going to send you a little test, and we're going to do this and have fun with it. Okay, so. awesome. Yes. What you will see, and it's so funny because once that we understand ourselves better, then we can go to that next step and understand 
everyone else better. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't it be amazing if the whole world understood each other and could get along better? Yeah. Hello. Don't you, you know? don't you think that's the main reason why there's conflict? We just don't understand where someone else is coming from and what their fears are and their needs. And when you understand that, it's easier to have a little more compassion on them. Yes. And, and I mean, unless you're a complete sociopath, right. which those are out there. Right. That's true. You will feel and understand, especially, right. you know, there might have even been someone that was in school because we, we can go all the way back to childhood years and you'll be like, that's why they treated me that way. Mm. There is peace and healing that can come because I always say that there's power in knowledge. So being able to have that knowledge and use it to harness the right things in our life can really bring us closer to how God sees all of his children. Yeah. You know, you know, it's, it's, it's like that there are, there's different lenses mm -hmm. and I like to be able to sit there and think, you know what, sometimes people will see something through a different colored lens and we don't understand why, but when we understand what their lens looks like and why they do that. We have so much more grace for people. Right. And then I think also grace for ourselves. Like sometimes we get mad at ourselves for the way that we are because maybe you're the only extrovert in your family. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm kind of flipping over to Myers-Briggs, but, you know, if you're not wired like people in your family or your friend circle, you might think there's something wrong with you instead of taking a an assessment like this shows you what your personality is and you can embrace it. That's correct. Yeah. And what I love the power in that is that when you become a better you and there's work to be done, you have to admit things, Mm. you know, for example, with a seven, you know, I have found in my life that the only reason that I like the things on the other side of the fence is because the grass looks greener. But in reality, I've realized that the only reason that it's greener is because there is more manure over there. (laughs) So, and I've stepped in enough and smelled like enough to be able to let you know that that's truth. So what you do is when you do remember those things and say, Hey, listen, Sue, you do have the personality and the ego structure of a seven you tend to be able to jump a little faster and think later. Mm -hmm. So what you need to do is realize that's what that happens. And I needed to put a workflow in place. And I coach this with all my life coaching. Um, It's called the 30 rule. Say more about that. For example. Yeah. We'll play it. We'll, we'll role play here for a minute. Okay. Um, Let's say, for example, why don't you ask me, say, um, Sue, I'd love you for you to be able to come over to my house and have coffee later on today. Okay. Sue, I'd really love for you to come over to my house later on today and have coffee. You know, Jill, I would definitely love to have coffee with you. Tell me a little bit about why it needs to be today. Oh, um, I guess it doesn't need to be today, but I have some opening today and I'd love to see you. Okay, great. You know what? Um, I tell you what, why don't we do this next week if that's okay with you? Um, today is kind of a little iffy for me. I'm doing this podcast with this lady. (laughs) Okay. That sounds good. When do you want to do it? All right, great. So here's what happened. I literally, instead of answering yes to you, I took 30 seconds by asking you another question Mm -hmm. and listening back. 
Right. There's such power in that because so many times, especially different personalities, let's say, for example, the two who was the helper, they say yes immediately all the time. And then they sit there and go, oh, my gosh, what have I gotten myself into? We can <laughs> I'm do, laughing we can because do... I think I'm a two. That's <laughs> uh, okay. Well, you know that you can be so many times the two will be yes, yes, yes. And then later they'll be like, wait a minute, I really didn't want to say yes. But now I'm like put into it. And then, oh, my gosh, I said yes. And I did this for them. And you know what? Now they have not done anything back for me. And that makes me feel really bad. And oh, my gosh, I'm completely overwhelmed with my yes. Mm. So you go around in a whole big circle. And, you know, people will sit there and say you're reading their mail. Well, no, I'm just reading their ego structure. Right. So back to the 30 rule, it's that same thing that let's say that there were 30 minutes and you asked me to make cupcakes. And I'd say, you know what, Jill, I tell you what, I would really love to make cupcakes for your next event. Let me look at my schedule. Let me talk to my husband. Give me about 30 minutes. Make sure that I can do this and be able to serve you and me at the same time. And that gave you 30 minutes. You can continue on and say 30 hours. That's one of my biggest ones. Hmm. When I do a complimentary session, which, hey, I'd love to be able to offer a complimentary 15-minute session about the Enneagram coaching to any of your listeners, too. So we can talk a little bit more about that later. Great. Um, But I literally would, once I do a complimentary session, I would say, I would like you to pray, think about this. I'm going to send you some materials. And I tell you what, why don't you get back to me in 30 hours? Hmm. And that's my, that continues on. Now, let's say somebody said, Sue, I'd like you to sell everything and go move to Oklahoma. And I'd say, listen, I need about 30 days. to think <laughs> <laughs> Right. Yeah. So this 30 role has been very advantageous in all my forms of coaching, especially with the Enneagram. Because you're giving people permission to not say yes right away and to have some time to think Um, And what I also love that you did is I, as a coach, I've really learned how to ask questions because you don't always know, like originally with the coffee example, the other person could think, man, like you're demanding. Do you think I don't have a life? Well, that may not be it. It might be, you know what, if we don't have coffee today, I'm not available for like two months. I'm going out of town. So I'd love to meet you. And then you might be like, well, let me see if I can do that because this conversation is important. But when you know right. more of where someone's coming from by asking questions, then it just helps you not feel taken advantage of or all the other slew of wrong thinking that we judgments we make about each other. Well, you had said it too, you know, asking permission. I there's many times too where I will ask that. I will literally say, "Do I have permission to ask you this question?" Hmm. And that has brought forth, because even though we're bringing those open-ended questions, Mm -hmm. I know now by being a life coach and putting the Enneagram in there, I know their personality. Yeah, that's true. I know that. Yes. And I realize that sometimes, you know, you might be asking a one for permission on something they may not want to give you permission for. So I ask them. I'm going to ask you a question. I'll ask it. I'm asking permission. If I don't have that permission to ask that, just say you'd rather not answer that. Right. So it's not done often, but I can sense through their ego structure and their personality that I need to do that for trust, for them to feel good about themselves. And again, for that biggest thing, to give them permission to choose. Right. And when you understand your own personality type, 
you know what your bents are and even your weaknesses. So for instance, you might know that you say yes all the time. And if you know you're a two and a helper, you might have to be reminded by a coach, hey, I need to be careful of saying yes. I need to have it built in to my language. And I sometimes work with clients on this way where I say, say it out loud. Say that sentence of what you're going to say to people out loud Mm -hmm. so that they're used to hearing themselves say it. And something like, you know, I'd really love to do that. Can you give me till tomorrow to get back to you? Something, you know. So it's worked into their vocabulary already if they know they have a a certain bent, for instance, of saying yes to everything. Yes. So I love this. And you know, I'm sorry. You'll love this whenever you start digging deeper in because there's going to be even in your coaching, for example, let's say that you had what's called the investigative thinker, the five. I overwhelm fives. (laughs) They don't want to hear this big story. You know, and I have to create this story and make this visual and do all that. You're going to start seeing their eyeballs just flip around and they're like, get to the point. Mm. Because the investigative thinker has something called avarice and greed. They are constantly looking for more knowledge and more information. And if you don't get to that point, they can't handle it. They need to be on to that next thing. So now that I realize that, I love to be able to use the power of three. I know with an investigative thinker that I can only ask him three questions or I can only give three points. Mm. So those are the things. And once that you know this, it's so much better to be able to get along with people and you respect them for who they are. Yeah, because they're not we often get frustrated with each other because you're not doing it like I do it. Or, Mm -hmm. well, that's just common sense or that's just, you know, being nice. Like, this is what you should do. I hear that from, you know, family all the time and Mm -hmm. not directed at me. But we say this amongst each other when we're wired different. We can honestly say, gosh, you know what? I this is what I think is the right thing to do. But they're not wired that way. So that doesn't even cross their mind. They're not a jerk. It's just they're not wired that way. That's right. Yeah. And. Each one of these, and when you and I go through it, each one of them are broken into three ways that our body reacts. For example, the eight, the nine, and the one first react through their gut. Hmm. They feel things immediately through their gut. And I will do um, experiences with them and scenarios so the people can figure out where they feel from. The twos, threes, and fours, oh my gosh, God bless their hearts. They just feel from the heart immediately. Their empathy is huge. They feel everything in the heart. They're very big feelers. The five, six, and seven, we think first of all through our head. And each one of them thinks differently through their head. Hmm. But once that you have that main part of how you think, you then can find your quadrant and that breaks it down. I have a whole teaching that I do and it's actually I'll meet with groups and I'll do it's called the discovery process and it's so fun Jill because we don't just discover ourselves we discover everybody to the left to the right in front of us and everything along the way and then we start to go oh that's why mom Hmm. did things that way or you know that's why my sister keeps so many lists and can never fully achieve everything that she wants to achieve because there's something new on that list 
So all kinds of different things. Wow. This is so fascinating. I love these kinds of examples. It puts it into perspective for people. Well, one of the things that you do is you specifically work with creatives because you've been around creatives and that's that's your niche. What? Yes. So let's talk to the creatives a little bit and then I want to flip and talk to the non-creatives. So to a uh-huh. creative person, what do they love and not love about this process? Well, creatives have a very hard time sorting through the barriers in their life. So through both life coaching and Enneagram coaching, I help them to be able to see where those barriers are, be able to sort through them, move them out of the way, put them into a implementable plan that they can step into with their creative fingerprints so they can continue to do what they love to do the most, Mm. create. Yeah. The barriers that come with creatives are a little bit more unique than, let's say, those that were an engineer or doctor, et cetera, that many of the creatives that I work with, building up what they're creating so many times becomes their baby, yeah, their thing. It becomes such a deep part of who they are, an extension, and they're defined by it. So working with creatives and especially especially with the Enneagram, they get it. When they get it, they get it. And then they're able to utilize it in every part of their craft. It's really a beautiful thing to see. It's like a live entity. Hmm. And so people that are not creative, how do they talk about them and how they're, what they like and don't like about this process? I have worked with probably, I would say I'm about I used to say 80-20, but I've had a couple clients that were not creative. I have an engineer. I have a psychologist. um, A couple people that were more on the analytical end. And believe it or not, even though they're on the analytical end, I've still seen all nine personalities through that. Um, You can have a psychologist who is very creative and walking into the steps of a seven Um, You can have that peaceful nine that wants everybody to be completely at peace. So whether they're creative or not, this is something that is for the world at large. Because when we realize that we now have strategies for relating to ourselves, others in the world, and seeing how God really created everyone, the sky's the limit. So how do you use the Enneagram when you're speaking at like keynotes? Well, this is what is so beautiful because when you are able to take different ego structures and different personalities, I'm able to weave them through the stories that I tell to teach. I love to be able to take the 12 um, disciples and be able to take, you know, Peter, who was a very, very strong vocal eight. And he sat there and he utilized his strengths. And even though he seemed like so hard on the outside, he really did have that tender spot. So being able to use that and take different individuals, for example, we'll even go to Donald Trump. Donald Trump is a challenger. He is that protective eight. And how he brings things forth comes from his ego structure. 
we literally are able, when I'm speaking from the stage, they are able to see stories and teaching so much more clearly because I am using the path of the Enneagram to help them be able to see those individuals. It makes those individuals more lifelike. And even though there's pieces of history, it makes them, they're able to understand. Yeah. And then how, when you're, when you're speaking like in a, as a keynote and you're speaking to a large group, um, and I'm thinking for people that want to be in contact with you, obviously coming to you as a coach and working through Enneagram makes sense, but say there's, you know, somebody that wants you to come speak to a group. Do you, does everyone go through it first and then you, you get those results or how would you do it in a, like a, you know, small workshop or even a big crowd? Yes. Um, I do it the same every single way. Let's say that there were 10 people or there were 100 people. What we do is I have a whole presentation that talks completely about how the Enneagram was started, what it is. And then we start going through, as I told you, that we start going through those different um, tangents, being able to see if they are, think through the head, through the heart, or through the gut. And then people are starting to, I have handouts, they're able to use that. By the time they're done, it's a three-hour course. Mm -hmm. By the time they're done, and I will use particular individuals and pull people up and talk about different stories, let them be able to interact. I love interaction because I feel when you interact, you remember. That's correct. (laughs) That's right. All the people who talk about Enneagram on social media are sevens. They're all like, I'm a seven. I'm like, okay, I understand the personality of seven because I see it. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. Well, you know what? I have a good friend and she is a three. And she is a very strong, she has, of course, I'm going to tell the stories. And of course, I'm going to bring in laughter and color. And I love the little clicker that you can go from screen to screen. But you will have the successful achiever and they will be a little bit more structured. Mm. And the way that they're telling stories is going to be different. I also have one that's an investigative thinker. She is a five. And she is going to give you a lot more history. I think it's just so fun how God uses so many different people. Not one of us are better than the other. We are just different. And we bring it forth differently. But by the end of the training and the seminar, and I like to be able to do it where I'll do an hour and a half to two hours. Then we take a break. Then they will finish it off. And I have some great beautiful things that God has to tell each one of them. Mm. And it ends with them feeling that they have, that their GPS is working, that they have a little bit more power and understanding and grace for themselves. And Jill, that's Mm. the most important thing. When I see that we stop taking that whip and whipping ourselves for what we can't do, what we fear, what we don't feel we were created to do. And we set that down and we just start realizing how God created us and what we were created to do. There's such beautiful grace in that. Yeah. And that's Mm -hmm. where going back to the beginning, that's where breakthrough comes when you can fully be who God created you to be. You've, it's like you've breaking, I can, I see the Titanic, you know, with having your arms out and feeling like completely free. 
Yeah. Breaking through from the inside out. That became the tagline back in 2003 of my business, which, by the way, my website, my company is called The Inner Vision. And many people go, oh, Sue, how clever. Vision is spelled with a Z and Zion. Is it the name end of your name? Oh, yeah. And I said, I know I completely thought of that. No, I didn't. The S was already taken. (laughs) (laughs) So I love how God just threw that bit of that nod and said, there you go, Sue. Yeah. Yes. It's a complete complete fruition and to be able to take you to the place that I really want to see your face. Yeah. Well, you have Mm -hmm. an upcoming devotional that's also called Breaking Through from the Inside Out. Um, when When is that going to be releasing? That should be released this summer. I've decided to self-publish. That's at seven. You just can't wait, you know? (laughs) And it started out that it was going to be once a week. And in my pure sevenness, I am almost at the end of the 365. Wow. So there will be one every single day. And what they are, they are literally thoughts and suisms of different things that I've walked through or that God showed me or another story. And I bring it all back to the place at the end of each devotion to be able to have individuals think on their own and see how that story has applied to their life. Wow. That's it's great. a very cool devotional. I call it my interact interactive devotional. They get to see me from the inside out and then they get to pour that into themselves so that they can then feel themselves from the inside out. That's great. I love it. Well, um, if anyone who's listening, um, that'll be the summer of 2019. So um, I'll, if I can, I'll add that to the show notes in the website when I have a link for it and when it's all up, just depending on the timing of it all. So, wow, this has been such a great conversation. I've learned so much. I hope everyone else has too. And so as we just wrap it up, Sue, just tell me one last thing. I have one last question that I ask most of my podcast podcast listeners, and what is one thing that God is teaching you about how to love well right now? God is teaching me right now that not everyone needs to see things the way that I do, Mm. that I need to realize my multicolored lenses and the rainbows and me seeing joy and everything, that there are some individuals that their lens may be gray, and that's okay. Need to love them where they're at, love them with their beautiful lenses. I might want to sparkle them and bedazzle (laughs) them a little bit, but only with their permission. So Mm -hmm. God's really showing me that not everyone is going to see things the way that I do. And I need to stop, drop, and listen. Jill, do you know God had to show me, especially in the way that my creative mind just goes a thousand miles a minute. That to truly listen, we have to be silent. And the same letters, only in the English language, are in listen and silent. Mm. Neat. Yeah. That's cool. 
What a great way to end this podcast. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and who you are and your passion for this. I know that um, you're going to get a lot of people. She said, you guys, if you're listening, Amen. free 15 minute, like, you know, get, get a little breakthrough with her um, mm-hmm. on the Enneagram if you want to reach out to her. So, Sue, thank you again so much for joining oh, us you're today. you're so welcome. Oh, it's You great. are so welcome, Jill. I am so excited that you now have the Enneagram at your fingertips too. Mm, I'm going to learn so much about myself. So everyone, I really hope you enjoyed this podcast. You can find all the links that Sue mentioned, her website, The Inner Vision. I'll leave all of that in the blog post on my website at jillmonaco.com. Or you can visit the podcast page and look for our conversation with Sue and find all the links. And if you really enjoyed this podcast, there's two things I'd love for you to do. Um, So one, I would love for you to subscribe so that the next podcast is always in your feed and ready when you are. And second, if the ministry has impacted you and you'd like to help me reach others with with a message like this one with Sue, please leave a review. That helps us get the organic reach out. And if you'd like to support the show, you can click in the description and also give financially. Well, thanks for tuning in today, my friends. And remember, love well. You were made for it.